Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Third and Twenty Dynasty Podcast. I'm JT, everyone's favorite, and then we also have Frank, Jake, and Lunis, uh, the other guys here as well. Uh, we are into the uh, conference championships weeks of the NFL playoffs. This is season three, episode twenty-five. So, with that, we are starting to move away from regular season talk and now more into the off-season NFL draft, rookie talk, and whatnot. But um, first, I also want to say, hey guys. Uh, I don't like the whole awkward how's it going thing, so we're not going to do that. <laughs> but <laughs> instead, I'm just going to kick it off with the the big news of the week. Um, I'm going to I'm going to shift gears here. Big news of the week: Aaron Rodgers. He said he's going to take time to make his decision. I mean, same thing with Tom Brady. Tom Brady is much more questionable. Whatever. Aaron Rodgers. It sounds like he is going to keep playing. I mean, he'd be leaving a lot of money on the table if he's not. But now reports are starting to circulate that he might get traded. Um, the price would sound like it's going to be multiple first-round picks still for the aging quarterback. And recent reports have the Jets as one of the teams linked to him, saying Woody Johnson would be willing to give up two, two firsts to go and get Aaron Rodgers. Do you guys, how much are you buying into this? How much do you think it's just classic offseason, we need to sell the news somehow kind of thing? I think it's legit. I think the news is actually legit. I feel like two firsts might be a smidge expensive, though. I feel like on that deal, because we saw Stafford go for two firsts straight up, right? Mm-hmm. It was it was that. And, and Staff- Goff. Oh, and Goff. So they well, quarterback they're, more paying, they're more paying to get rid of Goff, really. At the time, he was seen as like yeah, a yeah. contract kind of thing. True. So they, I guess they got Goff at a huge discount, which in retrospect has been a fantastic deal for them. Yeah. But... You get an older Rodgers, because I mean Stafford at the time was like thirty four, thirty three. Like at least at the time, you're thinking you're get a, a window of like three to four years, two years at least for a run. That is disintegrated now, but I feel like you're getting some some sort of kickback if you're giving up two ones for Aaron Rodgers. But I think the news is legit. Yeah, as for the actual NFL value, I understand what you're saying in terms of the news being legit. I. I completely think it is i mean we've kind of heard rumblings over the past couple of years and i remember when um brady's last season in new england like when the rumbling started that he might switch teams people kind of like dismissed it they're like oh no way it actually happens and i don't know it's like there's enough smoke at a certain point like it's a legitimate possibility um i think i mean i'd be a huge fan of him going to the jets i think that'd be extremely exciting if you have gary wilson in any league you're probably praying for it or even like a Brees Hall, um, or really anyone in that offense, I'm sure, like Elijah Moore. Uh, people who have Elijah Moore are praying for it too. I'd be interested to see how it goes, because I think that Jets offense would be really fucking good with Rodgers, which is why I kind of understand the two first thing, because if you add Rodgers to that offense with that defense, you're assuming those two firsts are like pretty into the 20s. Yeah, like, I don't think well, it's a tough close. division. Yeah, I know, but I don't think it'd be like I'd be less scared of it being like a Russell Wilson situation where it's like you trade those first and then like you're still terrible. I'd have more faith in um Rodgers. I'm not saying they're going to like win a Super Bowl or anything, but I think they're a playoff team. Well, if you're trading multiple firsts for an aging quarterback, I mean, the idea is we we need to win the Super Bowl kind of thing. Like we are all in Yeah, I'm just saying I don't um, think it'll be like like Denver's disaster. Sure, but it, you got you do have to think like even if they do this, I mean, there's still a lot of time off season and everything. We haven't even seen who's won the Super Bowl yet. But yeah. 
the Jets are going to have to find themselves fairly confident that they're better than the Bills, the Bengals, the Chiefs, um, you know, their own division, the the Dolphins. Um, I know the Patriots aren't that great, but they still beat them every year. So, like, you know, like, like we, we, the Jets need to make the playoffs first with Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not entirely confident that they would. Like, I, I, I just think straight up Aaron Rodgers on that Jets team, I don't think they're better than the Bills still. I don't. So... Yeah. I mean, that's true, but, like, we see an Aaron Rodgers situation. I mean, not an Aaron Rodgers, a Russell Wilson situation where that failed, but then it's like, what if guys on that Jets team are thinking, like, think about Tampa three years ago, where yeah. it's like you have you have weapons on offense, you have a good defense, and you just had a turnover-prone quarterback that, like, killed you every week. So if you're a contender, are you going out and scooping up Aaron Rodgers at a discount right now, maybe as, like, a QB2 because right now, I mean, at least beforehand, I don't know about now, maybe with these rumors circling, the Aaron Rodgers owner is less likely to sell. But I can't imagine if you have him, you're expecting a first-round pick. And if you want a first-round pick, you're going to have to give a little bit of something on top of Rodgers. So as a contender, I mean, even if, as long as he plays, whether he leaves or not, I feel like Aaron Rodgers will probably be better than he was last year. You know, a lot of the season with the thumb injury, just tons of young receivers. You're, you're thinking that he's at least going to be a smidge better. I, I wouldn't say Rodgers is like, I definitely don't buy, but I'm still trying to lean on the side of like sell until the hype or sell for what you can at this point. Cause I just, I don't think he's worth what he's valued at, which currently is, I'm trying to look on keep trade cut right now. I think it's still kind of inflated. He's QB 24. He's That's like a, he's like a late first, early second. I think oh, there's no way QB 24. He's still a late first. What's his value? Yeah, yeah, wait, wait, number? wait. Three, three K a little under. Uh, Jake, you're, Jake, you're on mute. That's like a mid to late second. Yeah, hold on. Hold yeah, on. so wait, wait. Aaron Rodgers is firmly in the late. Aaron Rodgers in a mid second for a late first is dead even within twenty keep trade cut points. So at this point, yeah, he is basically worth moving up about. I don't know eight picks it from the second round to the first. Like he's not worth even a full round at this point difference in that portion of the rookie draft, at least. So like, I kind of agree with it. Like, listen, if you're playing dynasty, sure. He might be a good pickup if you're a contender, but to expect a first round pick out of him at this point, a guy who's 39 going to be 40 next season. Like there's just not a lot of hope in getting a first round pick there. People, People are too smart to trade for a 40-year-old and give up a first-round pick. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I more so find it interesting. If I'm a contender and really need a QB2, I think heavy about offering that at an early second if I had one. Um, for sure, value. if you wanted to offer something like 203, I, I don't yeah, have a problem like with it. I, but I don't even, like, at that point, the Aaron Rodgers owner, unless he's in a hard tank, is going to have a hard time accepting that just because it feels bad right you're trading the multi-time yeah. mvp for a mid a early second like it's not great and i know a, there's a lot of players that you end up having to do that with with that, that it's usually because of age you know you see it a lot with deandre hopkins now is right there in that early second range like there's a lot of guys that 
they just fall off and the trade feels bad and kind of looks bad on paper, but you just kind of still have to do it. I, yeah. I would probably ship off Rogers for 203 and do it pretty quickly. I think 203 yeah. is a little bit of an overpay. I mean, if we're talking about a 12-team league, we're talking about the 15th pick in the draft, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm doing math right, 15, 16, somewhere in there? Yeah, 15. I mean, done. Done. I'm probably picking up one of those nasty tight ends that are, are going to be value picks in these just single tight end, tight end premium leagues. They always are. Or a really talented running back or one like wide receiver five, potentially a Josh Downs type player. Fuck yeah. yeah. Give me that. Give me that. I don't want Rodgers. Not for mm-hmm. that price. Now, Jordan Love's ranked above him. So like, hey, <laughs> like I'd still rather have Aaron Rodgers than Jordan Love in terms of quarterbacks, but he's just in that range of quarterbacks where I don't really want any of them. Like they're all kind of interchangeable. So at that point, just give me the cheapest one. Cause I mean, it, it's weird to say, but Aaron Rodgers didn't score 20 points in fantasy once last year. I get the regime. Yada, yada, yada. Wait, he didn't score, score 20 points this season. He didn't score 20 points in a game. In, in a game. That's insane. What? His highest was like 19.3. No way. Week. 10 against Dallas. Yep. So you're just playing for, like, you're paying for a replacement level quarterback, one that you could essentially pull off waivers. Like, if his best game is 19 points, I mean, heck, Geno Smith came out of nowhere this year and scored more than that on a decent basis. Like, oh, yeah. It's just, I'd rather just take the second and and take my chances with just your random flyer of the week kind of thing. Um, I just think, nonetheless, if you can get an early second after the move, right? Because, I mean, you mm-hmm. just, you guys name the price, not me. Um, but let's even just say 205. I think you can transition 205 into just a quarterback that gives you some long-term hope, right? Some Ooh. A guy, Mac Jones. I think no way. transitioning, He's ranked above Mac transitioning that... 205 and a smidge more and getting you i can get into mac jones with 205 i'm very confident that i i don't have to give up a ton on top of 205 to go get mac jones if anything right and i get a guy who in his second year threw for almost four thousand yards and over 20 touchdowns yeah it wasn't the prettiest season of all time but i just rather in dynasty place my chips in the mac jones pile than Oh, I'm going to squeeze another two years out of Aaron Rodgers, or like J, like JT said, just bet on the guy to now be scoring twenty plus a week, like Brady was. No. Yeah. Again, I'm more of just like the give me the cheapest guy if you're going to go that route, and I, I don't want to transition. I, as a Patriots fan, like I like Mac Jones, but I don't think he's like the long term solution or anything. So. I don't know. I'd either rather pivot down into the likes of Ryan Tannehill, who's plummeted due to his ankle injury, really. I don't know. I mean, it's very clear that Malik Willis is not the guy there. <laughs> Literally yeah, took... it's just the replacement concerns. You know, I think that he's yeah, just kind of treated as a Matt Ryan right now. I honestly, because I think if Ryan Tannehill's not the guy in Tennessee, I think he's getting a job somewhere else, and he's going to be a um, starter, and he's, he's cheaper. There, there's other quarterbacks in that similar vein of the likes of a Sam Howell is right there. Um, 
I'm not going to say he, he who should not be named Baker Mayfield, but he he's oh. there too. <laughs> um, there, there are players below Aaron Rodgers where if you're still looking to score points, I think you're going to get similar amount of points from those guys. And it's just, I don't know. It's not worth, I'd rather just pivot down. Um, um real yes, quick, Liz? before we move on to the new topic, um, unless anyone else wanted to say anything on Aaron Rodgers, uh, two things, cause we didn't have this, uh, listed as a topic well first off i want to respond to peter the r is that a new person on the bottom right i'm sorry that i've missed the past two weeks i just <laughs> i miss you guys um but that was good and no second uh we don't have a list as a topic but are you guys a little bit higher on mac jones after the bill o'brien no uh, higher coming back i think it'll be good well look i mean anything anything is better i was gonna say yeah was happening this year so sure i think he'll have a bounce back year just regardless of you know getting the play coaching out and hopefully somewhere along the lines they pick up some kind of playmaker that can do something i mean jacoby myers might i'm pretty sure he's a free agent he might walk in free agency yeah i'm sure some team will be paying and will willing to pay him a decent amount but they have to revamp this offense it was just it was so brutal to watch that i hope they're willing to to fix it it's almost like you have a defensive coordinator coaching the offense yeah look i i'll make the decision jake all right this is just a team i like i think he's okay but he's just not gonna give you a whole here's lot. my reasoning why is because this year he averaged a smidge over 15 points per game um which is like solid. I think he finished QB 18 on the year, something like that, QB 20. If that's a bad season for a second-year quarterback, like, okay, so then what's up from there? If he gets a good season, 4,500 yards? I mean, the guy had, like, if you look at the numbers, yeah, it was not pretty, and the Patriots fans were probably fucking grumpy at him, more, more of them than not. Yeah. But they do not have a talented offense. It's clear as day, also, yeah. which should probably improve. And if that's a bad season, I'm willing to buy in for whatever the good season can be, especially because right now he is priced very well under that first round pick. So yeah, last year when there was the hype associated, it was annoying to get into Mac Jones. I liked Mac Jones, but I didn't have any shares because he was just too damn fucking expensive. Now I can actually get in without having to give up any significant assets. You know, I like it. I mean, we'll talk about my orphan team later, but he's one of the guys who want to fucking purchase in my orphan league. Yeah. All right. Next news and notes. We're finally into mock draft season. Um, as a Patriots fan, I started a little early this year. Uh, but yes, we have Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks from NFL releasing their mock Smith. drafts. Sorry, Cal McNair oh, takes sorry that first time. two people's ears right now. Sorry, I'm trying to pull up the mock draft. Yeah, NFL is pretty brutal with uh, just shoving their videos in your face, right? When you pull up their yeah. uh, web page, their, their pages. Um, hold on, let me check chat while you're making it up. Trade Claypool and Sutton for Godwin. I like that. Uh, trade. Yeah, uh, I think I think Godwin. Uh, I, I don't know, I, I don't know I, who I, the Bucks quarterback's going to be. I think that's a good trade simply because, like. If you think Sutton about what Claypool's bad. value is now, like what can you trade? Can you even get a second for Claypool? Probably not. Maybe. Maybe What's not. Sutton's value now? Low. A mid-second? mid-second. That's about so like I'd you say. traded a mid-second and like what a third for Godwin? I didn't see Godwin played well the uh, once he was like kind of fully back from his injury this year. It was a quiet but like season, but he was playing well and he's still young. 
Um, I think if Brady leaves and they enter a rebuild, I wouldn't even rule out Mike Evans switching teams <clears> and then um, Godwin becomes a target monster. But I don't know. I'm so big yeah, Godwin. Could ball. he end up being like a Brandon Cooks Texan situation this year? Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I've got the I've got the mock draft up. So all right, let me flip over and look at the YouTube. I mean, so you're looking at I have to scroll through. Yeah, you're you're looking at Jeremiah's right here. Um, interestingly, I, mean, I, can, I can go through all the offensive players right now as I scroll through. So second pick of the draft to the Texans, Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. Will Levis goes pick four to the Colts. Yeah, he's QB two according to Jeremiah. Um, and pick four, which is pretty impressive. C.J. Stroud lasts all the way until pick nine to the Panthers with a couple QB teams passing up on them, including the Falcons, the Raiders, the Lions, the Seahawks. So a little interesting there. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to save my thoughts till end. That way we can, uh, did I miss someone? Take it apart. Um, no, nope, you're good. That, this, that, that's, that is a thought. You're good. You gotta go. Yeah. Brutal stretch the in the middle. Then we have yeah. Dalton Kincaid all the way at 21 to the chargers. Anthony Richardson at 22 to the Ravens. Hold hold on, Lunas. I, I probably see you over there. Uh, <laughs> Michael Mayer to the Jaguars at 24. Jordan Addison, as he's the first receiver off the board in this mock, correct? At 25. Um, he's at mm-hmm. 25 to the Giants. Whoa. Bijan Robinson goes to the Bills at 27. I'll tell you what, people will be drooling over that. Darnell Washington, speaking of another pick people will be drooling over, goes at 28 yeah. to the Bengals. That would be nuts. Yeah. Jackson Smith and Jigba goes at 31 to the Eagles. Oh, and that's stop all it. Got. Stop it. No, yeah, I thought right. it was Jameer Gibbs at 31 to the Eagles. No, no, it's that's the other, other one. one. So, so we'll pick apart we'll pick apart Jeremiah's first. Um, off the bat, I just find it interesting. We're going to look at Bucky Brooks as well in a second, but I'll combine the two real quick for this thought. I get that you can't do trades, but neither of them had Bryce Young going 101. But yeah, so, I mean, after what we've seen from Justin Fields, I don't think that's really a shot. I, I've, I I've been seeing a whole undercurrent of people saying, oh, you take Bryce Young here at 101, you trade Justin Fields, um, you get two more years on the rookie contract and potentially a better passer. Look, I don't necessarily agree with it. I mean... I, I'd be willing to listen to offers, though. I mean, what are people willing to give me for Justin Fields compared to what are people willing to give me for 101? I think if I'd you're the thing. If, if, if you're the Bears, though, when you're actively shopping Justin Fields, how do you think other teams are going to view that? I Yeah, I, I agree. As and a I savvy think team looking to get the best. You, you will get a much better price for 101 consistently than you would for Justin Fields. That's why I figure up I don't, I'm not closing the door on trading away Justin Fields if, if the offers because there's there's a big benefit of two years more on a rookie contract with with Bryce Young that you'd get taking him over Justin Fields. The thing is is th- that I'm thinking of is okay all the teams that have this the, the the offers that they can make for me to really think about 101 are all rebuilding esque teams. Mm-hmm all the teams that have a lot of draft capital, if I trade for a pick next year, it's not guaranteed to be a playoff pick, right? That's true. So they're the teams where I can move from 101 down to 106 or wherever, right? Maybe the Colts, like 104. Pick up the dude that I was thinking about taking at one anyway, like a Will Anderson or whoever, and then fucking stonks you know i get a lot a lot of shit on top of it so yeah. i think that that's the only way you can trade okay so that's 
that's more of an NFL perspective than a dynasty perspective. So I'll shift this right. back there. Uh, Will Levis is the second quarterback off the board here. I just, I can't, I don't know. I don't know what teams, I get that, but I don't know what team see in Will Levis. I don't, you're going to be that high of a pick on that quarterback. I just, I don't. You know, it's going to be the Colts. If you drop Will Levis into the 2020 or the 2021 class or 2022, if you dropped him into any of the, previous three classes like where is he going i don't think very high at all zach Wilson he would have been the first quarterback taken last year yeah oh, not even true. question uh, yeah he uh, i think i think he was not a question pick it. With no doubt that yeah, he would have been why, the first quarterback uh, why didn't he then he's a senior I don't know. I listen. You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah. that's, 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 it's not like he, he should have went out last year. His, his it's, it's not like he had a good year this year. this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, why didn't he go last year then? He got a bad agent. Well, all right, but if you, if you put him in 2021, should have had the JT agent. Thank you. Yeah, if you put him in 2021 and you put him in 2020, like he's not getting picked top 15. He's not. Um, he's not a top 15 pick. I don't know. I mean, sometimes players just make mistakes. Like, why why did Olave and ETN stay for another year? I think they did boost their value. The thing is, JT, but, you have to realize no. is that at least ETN, Olave, Will ETN, Levis Olave, is like the the pocket quarterback, drop back game equivalent of what Anthony Richardson is, right? You know, just the toolsy. Okay, if we can fix a little bit of this here and there, and just get him to play within the system, right? It's not oh, we need to do anything fucking over the moon, right? It's just, okay, we just need to get him comfortable and in a rhythm in our system, and we can have a drop-back quarterback who can sit back there and sling the pill in any fucking day of the week in any weather and hit anyone on the field in any spot. Like, that's that's the dream scenario in the modern pass. Okay, maybe not the modern passing game, because, like, you can make a clear argument that these – running quarterbacks are really what you want that's the dream quarterback and that's why anthony richards is getting hype because all the people are like well shit we get a solid arm we'll, and a runner we'll, get, too. we'll <laughs> get to him we'll get to him but i i think yeah, with we'll will levis going where he's going i just like i think josh allen's broken a lot of people's brains and so terms of like... he, this is what i'm gonna say on this quarterback okay. subject i just think cj stroud better prospect to me than Will Levis. I think he will end up going ahead of Will Levis in the NFL draft, but I do think Will Levis is a top 15 pick. And I think I, it's pretty I think it's pretty easy to see why. I mean, Frank was starting to hit on it where he was just saying, you know, big dude, cannon arm, pretty much everything you want, right? Takes all the boxes to be a pocket passer in the next level. Obviously decision making, redshirt senior, all, there's a whole bunch of other red flags on him but i think teams are going to see the upside of his arm because his arm is just a fucking cannon man it is he could really just sling it anywhere on the field like you were saying frank so just the up pure upside is what nfl teams are going to see with will levis and that's why i think there's it's pretty clear he's going to go in the top 15 of this of this class making him what i think would be at least a first round pick in rookie drafts Probably upper half. Okay, so let's say Will Levis goes 104 to the Colts. He's the day one starter, and his ADP is 107. Yeah. What do you think about that? Is is that's a fine pick? You're just on consensus. You're lower Um, than consensus, and you won't touch him, or you're buying in even earlier. Honestly, I was talking to one of our other friends, Parker, this week, and 
he was talking, I have 106 in our home league uh, rookie draft coming up. And he was like, who are you going to take? And I'm like, honestly, I might take Will Levis. If he's going to go in the top 15, I might take Will Levis. That's bold. Um, he should go in the first round. He should probably go in the top 10. It really, it'll really just depend on the board. I don't mind being the person to pass on him, but he should go top 10. I'd take him at like 10. Yeah. 10 in the uh, Dynasty mock draft. Um, all right. So the next guy on the board, though, is... CJ Stroud. Yeah, okay. We kind of did, kind of did touch on... I, I think he's the second best quarterback in this draft. I have him pretty high above yes. Will Levis. Um, I think... I mean, if he if he if he goes like nine instead of like top five, does that affect his like dynasty no. stock at all? I, I don't, don't think so. so. I think we he saw this with 10. Fields already, where yeah. Fields was still okay. the consensus QB two, even though he ended up being QB four off the board in that yeah. draft class. Or I think I Lance may have passed. I don't know. Lance, I Lance, Lance moved like up. Generally. Even like even like, even like a few years ago, like didn't um, Mahomes and Deshaun Watson kind of both go around like eight, ten, twelve that draft? Deshaun Watson, well, I'm pretty sure, if my memory is correct, was like the easy QB one that year. Everyone was drooling he, over Watson. He, he sh- in my opinion, he should have been, but he didn't end up. I'm pretty sure Trubisky went ahead of him. Yeah, in the NFL draft. Yeah, in the NFL draft. But yeah, I'm saying to the point, like, if you go pick ten, like that's fine. Mahomes was pick ten. I think Watson was like pick eight or something. Like, yeah, all right, I, we're all on the same page there. Then we don't have to spend too much on that. So Interestingly, then, though, the next pick. Yeah, the next pick is like imagine Dalton Kincaid being your pick for like what fourth or fifth skill player off the board. Yeah, I don't get it. He'd be the fourth. Yeah, the three quarterbacks, and then Dalton Kincaid is the fourth. in in this draft class that's been touted so highly for the past like two years it's dalton kincaid who's number four yeah. off the board in the nfl draft i don't think we did we take him in our i'm trying to remember a two-round no draft? but we probably should have he um, was on he was on my board but i don't think i got to him i'm trying to look behind me and see my notes um that would be i i get he's good and everything but like that would be surprising if he's the next pick. I get it. the tight end position, though, it is a fickle position, and it's one that the Chargers certainly can use. Um, but I would assume most people have Meyer as the number one tight end coming out of this class. Yeah. I necessarily don't. But, I mean, he's looked good when he did play for Utah. Yeah, he's he's kind of like a production monster, and he had mm-hmm. a couple games for – for a tight, I think he had like a 200 yard game or something fucking nuts against someone in, in the Pac 12. Um, but yeah, he, he, absolute production monster. I mean, I, I like Dalton Kincaid in rookie draft simply because I, I kind of just assume he's going to be a value pick somewhere in yeah, the second he, round. He, he, he had 16 receptions for 234 yards against USC. I remember that. Yeah, he went when, absolutely nuts. Yeah. That Utah team is awesome. But nonetheless. Oh, I just can't see him going this high in the NFL draft. I, I really don't. Um, I agree. I, I feel like this is similar to when teams, when, when you had the mocks with Trey McBride sneaking into the late first in a lot of drafts, I think Kincaid's better than McBride as a prospect, but mm. not, not first round level. I think I still might've liked McBride more to be honest, but I'd be both as second round guys. Yeah. Well, all right. So next pick, 
We don't, we don't have to spend that much time on Dalton Kincaid. Oh, it's oh Lunas the boy. Lunas pick. Okay. All right, Lunas, take Anthony the floor. Richardson. Um, I feel like I've made the case. I would just say watch the tape, watch the talent. You guys went two full rounds without picking this guy. You can walk away, Jake. You can just I run stand, away. I stand by. <laughs> He's going to yeah, go I in the first too. round. He's going to go in the first. I'm going to win the bet. I don't know where in the first he's going to we go. Took, we took the bet. Uh, the funny part is we took the bet first two rounds. <laughs> I know. I don't know why you did first two rounds. Because he's not good. good. He's not good. Listen, <laughs> I wouldn't be spending my first two round picks on him. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to go in the first round. The talent jumps off the screen. And when he goes first round, the, the, the mock drafts last week, I, I, think, I think the viewers are owed an apology, to be honest. Um, for him just to not go in I any pick in the nothing. first two rounds. This is a guy who's probably going to get drafted in the first. We want to talk about ceiling. Uh, I don't know if ceiling-wise there's another quarterback in the class with a higher ceiling. And no, admittedly, he has a lower floor than uh, the other first-round guys. Um, I don't know. I- I'm just going to be patient with it because I know what's going to happen. He's going to – his stock is only going to rise when the combine happens and the pro day happens and he's making all these, like, ridiculous throws on the run. Um, and then he's going to go first round and then we'll come back and it'll be a fun discussion. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I still don't think so, he's going first round. I think this dude, we, we saw Justin Fields, who's a much more prolific passer, mightily struggling to pass the ball in the league. And Anthony Richardson looks like the NFL Justin Fields at Florida. I mean, every other quarterback that is in this draft has basically had a season, one season in NCAA that totals more yards in their career, in, in Anthony Richardson's entire fucking career at Florida. I understand that. He, he really only had one season as the full full starter for the full year. He won't. I mean, he was not going to be drafted because of the, the college stats. He's going to be drafted because of his physical traits. And I, I don't know. I disagree with the Malik uh, Willis comparison JT had. Malik Willis was 23 years old, playing at an independent school at Liberty. Anthony Richardson is 21, starting in the SEC, um, and like drastically different situations. I know you want to argue maybe the talent around him is better in the SEC, but he's still going up against Tennessee defenses, Georgia defenses. And I don't know, Frank. I don't know if been able to scout, but he's making throws that I don't see the other guys so making. Listen, he can make some throws. He's got talent, but. I'm sorry. I, I, until he goes in the fucking first round, I am adamantly against picking him in the first round of the dynasty drafts and things. So, I'll wait. Frank just hit the nail on the head there. The if draft he, capital, goes, the draft capital with round. Anthony Richardson is everything. Because okay. if if he comes out and is a first round pick, even if it's here in the late first, where it's twenty two through thirty one, whatever it is doesn't matter it means that some someone clearly had a first round grade on him and is willing to spend that pick on him so if that's the case then i think the conversation starts to change but the problem with anthony richardson is that his range of outcomes in the nfl draft at this point is so large he could be anywhere from he could be anywhere from a top five pick down to a third round pick like Malik Willis. So if there's just so much range that right now I don't I don't have a problem not mocking him in the first two rounds. No, once I, see, I guess... once I see the capital 
then his range starts to shrink, right? It starts to get yeah. you start to narrow it in because you know how an NFL team valued him. How, like, yeah, and that's why that's also why I don't mind being patient. I think he'll go first. I think his floor is top ten or twelve of the second round. I don't think there's any way he falls behind that. I know you guys still think he might go later in the third. I just don't see it. I think like there's a reason he came out, entered the draft. I think there's a reason all these like NFL uh, draft guys have been having him in the first round. And I mean, just talent wise, he is that level of talent. It's just only been a consistency thing for him. Uh, Cause like, it's like some games he looks like he could be the number one pick. And then some games you're like, what the fuck is he doing? But um, I don't know. I'm still confident that he's going to go in the first. I don't think it'll be like top 10, but the the only thing I will say is that, that I, I think is the big discrepancy between what the fans' opinions are and what happens in the NFL draft a lot is that the NFL draft, these guys at the quarterback position care most and most about what are you in the dropback game. The running stuff is just an extra. And we, we see it time and time again, the fact that Lamar, who his dropback game was A, miles ahead of of what's his name? Freaking Anthony Richardson. We have Jalen Hurts, whose awesome. dropback game was miles ahead of Anthony Richardson. He just didn't have the, I guess, the, the cannon that Richardson Neither has. Them. Neither of them um, did. But those dudes were just better passing the football. 100% they were better day one passing the football. So I, 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 I just I don't see it. Most of their best passing seasons were in weaker conferences, which I know I don't want to bring the conference into it, but I think the main thing that's the difference is like sure, like yeah, in terms of poise, accuracy, but in terms of arm talent, like being able to make certain throws at tough angles on the run, uh, just like those that would seem impossible for a QB to get off. Richardson's arm talent is on a different level than those guys. Look, I'm saying arm play talent, a game with you guys going to be a better pocket pass. I'm gonna yeah. play. I'm gonna play a game with you guys. You just tell me if you want player A or B. Player A in his last season of college football had 327 <laughs> passes for 2,549 yards, 54 uh, percent roughly completion percent, 17 touchdowns to nine interceptions. He had a 70.6 QBR, and he had 103 rushes for 654 yards and nine rushing touchdowns. Player B. And- had 315 passes, 2,600 yards, 61.6% completion percentage, 24 touchdowns to 12 interceptions, and then a 70 QBR, and 189 rushes for 820 yards and 11 rushing touchdowns. Do you want player A or do you want player B? I know statistically, obviously, the choice is player B. I mean, it comes down to more than that. But statistically, then Gardner Minshew wouldn't have fell to, what, the sixth round? Did he go in? I don't remember. Um, but I don't know. Like I said, I'm willing to be patient with it. You guys will see over time when he goes early. Player B was Malik Willis, who I think was better in basically every category. Now, I yeah, get that you're not playing – You're not playing Georgia, Georgia's Tennessee, defense. Bama, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, he was – Anthony Richardson was playing U.S. University of Southern Florida and had zero touchdowns to two interceptions against them. Like – you know, there are games like that that are on Anthony Richardson's tape. Played Mizzou, had one touchdown, one interception. Like, you know, like it's not like he's playing these world beaters either and has struggling against them. He's struggling against not great teams either as well. 
Um, whatever. We could talk about Anthony Richardson all day. Uh, next guy. This is a tight end that everyone thought was going to be the top one. Going to the Jaguars, which I don't know. After Evan Ingram has been playing, I don't know how it's going to work. But um, Michael Meyer at 24 to the Jaguars. Do we I think mean, this I love is this. I, guess, I love I guess, this. Assuming I don't think that the Jags- Evan Ingram is not there the next year, and yeah, this is just a, is a Michael Mayer tight end room, yeah, this is, this makes him a smash first-round pick in this Trevor Lawrence offense. Oh, then yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be a nice... That'd be a nice offense when you have Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley, and then it's going to be first year or tight end mayor. But I mean, that compared uh, combined with ETN too, I, that'd be a nice offense to start. Um, but yeah, I feel more comfortable taking him. I still like, don't want to take him anywhere earlier than the late first, but. But that's the thing that's that's the beauty of this tight end class to me is that there's enough flashy players at the other positions still, especially because these the tight ends that we're looking at and talking about are these top end tight ends that Mm -hmm. you can get potentially like in these scenarios that from this mock draft tight ends that completely own their tight end room, right? They are the guy and they're on these top AFC offenses that all just made the playoffs with their young quarterbacks. So that is like not only do you have potential like good fantasy points, you have that flash to this position that usually doesn't have flash. So if you actually want a liquid tight end, you might be able to have one. Mm-hmm. Um, Addison is up, up next at, yeah, to the Giants. He, he's he's the first wide receiver off the board. And I think I don't know whose computer's going crazy, but um, I. <laughs> I think that finally le- lends some credence to what I've been saying, where I think these receivers are closer to Rashad Bateman than they are Jamar Chase when we're comparing them to previous mm. years. Now, Jamar I mean, Chase isn't like another worldly prospect, but all right, like I'll say like they're closer to Rashad Bateman than they are Jalen Waddle, who was not like he was a very good prospect coming out, but he wasn't like crazy transcendent kind of thing. Um I mean, I, I think 25 is just not accurate. I think they're going to go higher than 25. Yes. But I think everyone's super hyped up on these wide receivers. And while I think they're very good, I think we're discounting wide receivers from the past. Where if I told you, like, where would you take Drake London in this class if he was coming out? Like, what would you guys say? I mean, uh, he'd be in the conversation too. for one, like the wide receiver one. Yeah, I, I would take Drake receiver. London at. I would take Drake London at 102 in this class, right behind. I'd take him at wide receiver too. I still would have JSN ahead of him. Right, I, I, I'm I think highest on JSN special. on the podcast. Um, probably. I mean, probably. I really like him, but yeah. he's still my wide receiver too in this class. In a side take, um, because this is Addison too, who who uh, Daniel Jeremiah has as the first wide receiver off the board, which I don't think any of us have. As our first wide receiver, right? He's no. very close for me. I have JSN at one still, but he's very close on his. I have Addison at two, but JSN one, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, th- this conflicts me a little bit because I agree with you. I really don't think after seeing maybe teams were just drinking the Kool Aid too much last year because I feel like this season we kind of saw a swing back towards a lot of teams that invested in those young, good tackles kind of had some 
offensive success this season. Um, but nonetheless, like where teams are drinking the Kool-Aid, going with Dotsons and Traylon at 16 and 18, and take it, or were those receivers really that much better than than these receivers? Because if that's the case, I was thinking, why not just if you have 107? I imagine right now you can trade that for Burks Plus. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, like, I understand that you're you're going into a situation where you're picking up Burks after an un a not great rookie season. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't what you wanted. And a shitty Titans team, like, but you're like, if it's a fucking talent thing, like, <laughs> yeah, you're trading. Um, I just don't, I just don't think this is accurate, and I think we're gonna look at another mock maybe if we have time, yeah. but. We yeah, could, I, I we, think we got to speed run through this. So we got. Well, well, I I had a feeling we would just spend less time on the next one because we're kind of talking yeah, about all these players okay. here, and then we don't need to like reiterate everything. Um, but we can move on from Addison here to Bijan is is a first round pick, but he's number twenty seven. He would know. still the, the hype would still be through the fucking roof going yes. to Buffalo. Yes, yeah. and, and we've had this debate before. We had it offline. We're not really going to get into the whole. I'm like anti taking a running back in the first round, kind of for whatever reason. But I mean, Bijan is like a top top talent, and getting him at 27 does seem like a very good value play. Um, did the Bills actually do this? I don't know, but to me, as long as no. Bijan's in the first round, I. I I'm full go on Bijan. He's still the 101 right. in my class. Uh, this one's more interesting, though. Darnell this Washington. This one is also a smash. If this one happens, that, this is yeah. a smash. He, he, I was Before this draft, I was consistently seeing him go in the middle of the second. I was hoping the Patriots would have a chance at him in the mid-second. It's looking like that's not the case currently, as Darnell Washington is getting mocked 28th to the Cincinnati Bengals, which... That's just a crazy offense. If you have Jamar Chase and T. Higgins on the outside, you have uh, Darnell Washington as your tight end. I, do, I don't know. There, I, I, there's been some rumors that T. might get moved. So I was, I was because about they're going to have think, to pay Jamar soon, and they're not going to be able to pay T. So they're going to trade him. And Bur- Burrow's about to get a contract that pays him like 50 mil per year. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen the same thing, Jake. Where like it's like they don't think they'll be able to pay. Uh, Higgins and it kind of would make sense to trade him for like a first bus. Yeah, I, yeah, I think the Giants. I think the Giants are going to be in on T. Higgins. To be honest with you, but sure. yeah, T. Higgins. I'm just wondering if teams. if this draft were to happen IRL, is Darnell Washington now the tight end one in this class going to yes to the Bengals? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was my tight end one before all of this. Before this. And I was assuming he was going in the second round and, and Mayer and I thought Dalton Kincaid would also be a second rounder, but still, yes, Darnell Washington would definitely be my tight end. One. I think he'd be the tight end one. I think the better question is like, how early could he possibly go in the first round? This is his landing spot. I still don't think you could take him no. before. Nine. I think it's at 108 is the earliest. Yeah, at best. Yeah. I, no, I, was, I wasn't expecting nine, like, like top nine. five, but I was wondering if it like, Someone would like go at like 107. And the be thing like, is, hey. to me, that's like okay. You don't like whoever the QB three is, the wide receiver three, RB three. So you take who you think is the tight end one. I yeah. think that that's. And then Jackson Smith and Jigba is the last pick of the first round going that to the Eagles. Makes, that pick. There's no way the Eagles are going to take them, but 
Sure. That pick makes no I, sense. Don't, don't you need to take a defensive player? Like, aren't you guys kind of losing everyone on defense? This, no, I, I not everyone. Um, they're going to lose Bradbury. I expect them to take a corner with one of their first two-round picks with Darius Slay getting older. I do think, though, it'll probably be like that number 10 pick, though, and I could see them taking Joey Porter out of Penn State. And then here, I don't know. They normally go offensive and defensive line in the first round. Um, this feels like a... It feels like a oh dang I need to put JSN in the first round. Well, yeah, I, guess I'll just no, slap him in here. I, I see no way this happens because I think I think they just paid AJ Brown. Uh, they gotta pay some other guys, and then and I think like they're they're gonna pay Devonte Smith in a couple of years. It makes no sense to spend that high of an asset uh, on a wide receiver. Well, all right, we can move though to the next draft because where I'm gonna pivot this is. This Eagles so, pick, I think, is more kind of interesting and more realistic. Well, uh, that that's not exactly where I was going to pivot yet. But So we only had two wide receivers in the first round, right? Jordan Addison and JSN. Yeah. And then in Bucky Brooks, if we go to his, I mean, obviously we have the quarterbacks. We have the quarterbacks going and Bryce Young again at two. We just flipped C.J. Stroud and Will Levis at four and nine. Um, but then the next the, the next skill player that gets drafted is Quinn Johnston at pick 12 to the Texans. He's not even in Jer- Jeremiah's first round. So, I mean, big discrepancy here. Literally like almost a whole round discrepancy between the two. I'm obviously, as the Quinn Johnston wide receiver one guy, I'm going to favor Bucky's side here. But I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, this is going to be one of the hot topics of the offseason is where do you have Quentin Johnson? I probably fall in the middle between these two mocks where um, I really liked DK Metcalf in that draft class. I think Quentin Johnson is like a similar-esque prospect to a DK Metcalf, athletic freak, you know, prototypical size, good with the ball in his hands and going vertical but lacks a lot of just that polish that you see out of some of these receivers coming out of LSU, coming out of Bama, that they're kind of just ready to go out the gate. I don't know. To me, the, the only problem I have with Johnson is I feel like he's almost a little too raw, even compared to the raw prospects. And that's why I'm expecting him to be and value him more as like an Elijah Moore-esque prospect where not that he's a bad prospect or anything like that. Maybe even a little bit higher than Elijah Moore, um, but more towards that late first for me. And in the NFL draft and the the dynasty draft. Yeah, we don't have to. We we spend a lot of time on him anyway. But um, yeah, just interesting how different the NFL analysts, I don't know what you want to call them, view him and, and where they think NFL teams view him. Um, next on this list and the tight end one is Michael Meyer, Mayer, um, who was the second one in Jer- Daniel Jeremiah's. He's going to the Patriots here. I think that would be a very good addition for New England. Um, they kind of just need a guy, and, and this could certainly be the guy. Um, so yeah, not much more to add here. Second wide receiver. I don't. Receiver know. Off- I, don't oh, yep. I really feel like the Patriots go receiver. I, 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 feel I like want a receiver. Because weren't there rumblings last year that you guys really wanted a receiver, but then there was all that craziness around the receivers. Yeah, Christian Kirk got paid and then set the market, and so then it's hard to. I, yeah, I really do think and the then was, one of those top three guys. And yeah, there now they're at the pick fourteen right now. If we're looking at oh, teams are willing to weigh in the receiver. Well, then they're in the driver's seat. Go and go ahead and take who you think is the best receiver in this draft class. 
and start building an offense that can actually compete in that division of offenses. Yeah. I can see them letting Jacoby Myers walk and then JSN comes in at 14. He can play the outside or the slot um, on a lot of their route concepts. I I could see that playing out. I could see Quinn Johnson or Addison, honestly, but that's what I would do if I were them. My dream scenario is they get Quinn Johnson and I managed to keep Jacoby Myers as well. I think that would be a very good duo to have. Um, much better than Kendrick Bourne and Devontae Parker out there. Um, all right, but yeah, going back to this, JSN at 20 to the Seahawks. Um, I think that kind of feels like the we're going to move on from Tyler Lockett kind of pick. Um, build with, yeah, you, but know. you know, the Seahawks are just going to take some random motherfucker that everyone <laughs> thought was going like late uh, second, mid second, uh, you know? We're going to see like Zach Evans go there or, um, yeah, it's just it's the Seahawks, man. Good luck trying to predict what the hell they're yeah. gonna do. Um, all right, but yeah, we don't need to spend too much more time. But what's interesting, Bijan Robinson to the Chargers. I think that would make things go nuclear. It's very interesting what would happen to Austin Eckler there. And another Ooh, team, that would be rough for yeah. Eckler. This, this is where I feel like the Anthony Richardson to the Ravens. It just feels like a whole click debacle because I, I truly think that the Ravens are keeping Lamar Jackson. Um. Sorry. I you just don't let that kind of player walk. Um, but whatever. We we spent a lot of time on Andrew even, Richardson. Even yeah, here's here's the surprise pick here from this mock yeah. draft. And that was a Zay? Flowers wow, going to the Giants, Giants wide receiver out of Boston College. Jake, you said you wanted to talk about Zay Flowers. Yeah, um, I mean, I I watched I watched a lot of Zay Flowers this week and I, I like the pick. I just it's tough because I have other guys that are still on the board above him. So I don't think that's who I personally would have gone with in this mock, especially, but I do like Zay Flowers, the player. I think he is a great route runner that is just being absolutely slept on in this draft. And I think once people see the draft capital and even the combine that this guy's going to put up, I think he's going to start to rise up draft boards. I think he went at 212 in our mock this week or this nice. past weekend, this past week. I and I think guys from. I took whatever. Anyways, uh, I, st- I just think you're going to start to see him climb up draft boards pretty quick. I think you're going to start to see him consistently in the mid-second very soon and then continue to rise following you know, the draft process here just because I do think he ends up going in the early to mid-second of the NFL draft. So I do think his stock is going to raise as we get closer. I, I think he's a late first NFL draft talent. I think he's going to get drafted in the late first. Um, which and now we have, Brooks agrees with. Yes. We have Addison then going at 27. So the wide receiver Ooh, one in Jeremiah's draft goes wide receiver four here to the bills. I mean, that would be a crazy landing spot for Addison. Everyone would kind of just get, be jumping mm-hmm. for joy. Well, I've he seen the Twitter so high. The the Twitter discourse recently is, "Oh, we need to get Josh Allen more help. Gabe Davis isn't it," which is a big turn from what was going on in the offseason before the season. <laughs> yeah. People have finally joined the dark side and are yeah. like, oh, "Yeah, Gabe Davis is not it." Um But yeah, I Addison I could see him put if he ends up on the Bills. I could see him pushing the quarterbacks for consensus. I mean, I think Frank did take him over C.J. Stroud already um, in our mock draft. Oh, that is Addison, Yeah, I think he. I think he's pushing the 102, 103 potentially. Yeah. Um, in that scenario, 
I personally wouldn't do it, but I think consensus might have him there. He's definitely um, going top four in that scenario. Then we got, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he'd be he'd be super hyped. Um, Darnell well, Washington going yeah. pick twenty eight. The Bengals again, dude. Honestly, like I'm looking at some of these picks, man. I I feel like Darnell Washington is going top twenty five. I mean, you if get they a, already you have get him this high, yeah. dude. He's literally in the Incredibles. Like this, this dude has got some superpowers. Like I, I'm taking him earlier than pick. I'm not like letting the Bengals have this guy. So oh, I, I yeah, think Darnell Washington rises a shit ton in the draft process. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened as well. And he wasn't uh, even the best tight end on his own college team. Yeah, that's the crazy part. But he's a beast. Um, Jameer Gibbs, though, at the last pick to the Eagles. That I, I guess find much more believable. They they replace Miles Sanders. Yeah, yeah. They pick up. They the don't sign Miles Sanders. Uh, I think if this were to happen, he kind of skyrocket up boards. And I mean, he's already at pick. I mean, he's already like four. He four, would go I, nuclear. I think like people because I mean, if you think about one, like just generally that high scoring offense, two that offensive line, and it being like a heavy run offense. And then Miles Sanders, who, like, if you're believing Jameer Gibbs is a better talent, Miles Sanders behind this O-line only playing, like, 60% of snaps with no receiving ability, really, just had, like, 1,400 yards and 11 touchdowns this season. Like, if you, if you put someone, Jameer Gibbs talent, and he can catch the ball. Wait, if Sanders goes and Jameer Gibbs is there and you're looking at it and they have freaking uh, Kenneth Gainwell and some other random guys, maybe they bring Boston Scott back, and it's just, like, to me, that means that Jameer Gibbs is going to get this pretty nutty share of that rushing oh, yeah. attack. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think of like the lowest a first round running back has gone in dynasty rookie drafts. And I mean, ETN or Najee Harris recently? Because I mean, ETN was kind of going like 107, 108. And that's a round where not Najee was going a little higher than that, right? Four or five. I think all those running um, backs fluctuated though, because you had camps of people that had Najee one oh one, Javante one oh one, ETN one oh one for their rook, running back rookie rankings that year. So we kind of mm -hmm. like I listen, I was in drafts where Javante went one eleven, I was in drafts where Javante went one oh five, right? It was kind of just the first eleven picks were set and then the order of which you had these guys was kind of just all over the place. Uh, so where I'm going with this, though, is I'll say if Jameer Gibbs is a first-round pick, I think he solidifies himself as a top-four pick um, in that case, um, maybe even pushing top three. Uh, so I don't know. You're going to get a lot of – to me, if this draft happened and you had Quinn Johnson as, like, the number 12 overall pick in this draft, I'm going to go Bijan 101. I'm going to go Quinn Johnson, 102. I'm going to go Jameer Gibbs, 103. Then I'll take the quarterbacks. Then I'll take JSN, then Addison. And that makes up my top seven. I I just think a lot, especially in this mock draft that we're looking at, this Bucky Brooks one, CJ Stroud going four. I, I really do think ADP-wise will probably solidify him as the number three pick in these super flex rookie drafts yeah. like yeah you might Absolutely. get a pick or two deviation but i would uh, yeah, be shocked I, if if he was not 103 adp i i've been operating under the assumption that cj stroud was like going to be a top five pick whether or not it's one of those top five teams that take him or a team trades up to go get him 
I just kind of assumed he was going to be in the top five, so that's not going to make me do anything crazy. Players like Jameer Gibbs, I didn't think would be that high. I, I don't necessarily think Quinn Johnston would be pushing top 10. So that's going to make me really push them upwards. I, I realistically think that Jameer Gibbs gets slotted somewhere in the early second, similar to, to DeAndre Swift and... Um, and what's his name, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan I wouldn't be surprised Jonathan to see Taylor. a team trade potentially, or at least try to trade into the early second to snag um, Jameer Gibbs or whoever may, might be their running back of choice in the early second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So that is the mock drafts. Um, I don't know. I found out a lot because I think what these guys are trying to do is trying to get the pulse of the NFL and figure out what they think NFL teams think. About these change so much throughout the offseason. So they do change a lot, but it is in- interesting to see our first glimpse as to what the insiders are thinking the NFL teams mm-hmm. think. I, I guess um, my quick synopsis would be that the wide receiver class is the one taking the biggest hit, and that the tight end. I don't know though, because in in in, in Bucky Brooks draft, they had, had so many wide receivers go. Well, in some of the other mock drafts, I've also seen that these receivers are kind of just going later, because I think that Bucky Brooks draft is kind of like the bare minimum of what a lot of people expected yeah. this class to be. True. True. Um, but. At, on the other hand, these tight ends and quarterbacks, I think, are a lot better than we may have thought, where a lot of people are thinking this might just be like a two-quarterback show. And, and the tight ends were always pretty decent, but three tight ends in the first round would be yeah. very interesting for these rookie drafts. Um, all right, uh, new segment. Similar to what we were doing last year, or two years ago, I think that was at this point, um, Frank's picked up another new team. And by new team, I mean someone has abandoned their poor little old team that didn't look very good. And Frank has swooped in and, and decided to give this team some tender love and care. Um, and, yep, you could see it and pulling it up on yeah, the screen well, I'm now. I'm trying to make it bigger so that people can actually see. Yeah, but I'll start reading it off right now as you do. Uh, the quarterbacks are Kenny Pickett and Russell Wilson. The running backs are Josh Jacobs, Zeke Elliott. Um, wide receivers are Marvin Jones, Hunter Renfro, Robert Woods, Tyler Lockett, and you got Darren Waller and Mike Kosicki at tight end. So not great. <laughs> Can use a lot of tender love and care. Um, but yeah, Frank, I'll let you take it away from here on, on how you want the segment to go. Yeah. So I was thinking like, I mean, this off season, I'm going to take over a bunch of orphans. I don't know why I've got the orphan bug and I wanted to take over a nice ripe piece of crap to start off. Um, so I kind of just wanted to go into a segment about a what the hell I should try to do with this dog pile of crap of a team, and um, and b just like some overall strategies that if people take over orphans, what are things you should immediately try and do, and, and other potential ideas because you know you're in a situation a lot of the times you you've got the older running backs you're just in a you just have a funky team right and that's what makes to me, taking over these orphans, a lot of fun. And as per usual, you kind of don't have a ton of draft picks. This orphan actually has a couple. Um, and I picked up pick 211. My first trade was 211 for, um, what's that Colts tight end name? Um, Jelani Jelani Woods. Uh, yeah, Jelani uh, Woods. Yeah, I traded Jelani Woods for pick 211. That was the first trade. Um, 
But yeah, I, I think specifically these running backs, Josh Jacobs and Ezekiel Elliott and um and Tyler Lockett, I think are like the the players that I really am struggling to figure out what types of trades to make for them because I I've kind of decided that I don't want to hold any one of those three players going into the season, which I think is kind of just step number one for me is just I clearly can't compete. So get rid of any dead weight and players that I think have no semblance of potential playing ability in 2025, 2024. Yeah. It's just, yeah. How do you go about doing that? Cause I noticed when we took over the team together as a group, we just immediately tried to sell everybody. And it didn't work for a while because I think people were trying to take advantage of the new guys or whatever, especially when you're taking over, you know, not a great team. They kind of they don't know how you are as a manager and what your tendencies are. Um, you also so, just have no leverage, though. You have no yeah. leverage because you have to get rid of the old scoring players. Mm-hmm. And, and, and everyone you, knows you that. You're already limiting your trade pool, too. Because I'm assuming not 11 other teams are competing and want these old players, you exactly. know, at cost. So you're you're in trouble. Um, now, I remember off, how we solved our problem, though. If you guys remember, what we did was we did two strategies. We packaged together all of the old players uh-huh, and yes. got one one shiny toy <laughs> <You know? laughs> or kyler murray both shiny toys um and we did the classic merchant strat of like player and a second for a first so we did zeke for like mooney in a second and then mooney in a second for a first it was something like that yeah i, I can try and go back and find our trades actually um if you keep going on here or i think Um, we just traded a first straight up for henry because i think we traded zeke and d hop in the same deal for pets or yeah whatever um so like jacobs obviously commands a price i was hoping to get a, a first and a second for him i don't know if i actually can or not but that was my ideal ideal price tag for him. Like Zeke, I don't even know what the hell to do with. Like, do I just try to get a late second for him? You're yeah. muted, Jake. Yeah. Oh, never mind. I, I I would trade the Zeke for that. I I can go through real quick what we did in a previous the previous orphan to kind yeah, of sure. give us some ideas. So first we traded, I mean, this one was incredibly lucky, but we traded Sam Darnold when he was the Carolina starting quarterback and Brandon Cooks for a first, which ended up being, I believe, we're 102 or 103 this year um, and a fourth. So that was our first trade. So we started off hot. Um, then we moved on. We traded Terod Taylor when he was the backup um, for a third in 2022. Um, so another trade that I feel like we're happy about. Um, we trade Rashad Penny for a third. And then here's the ones where we, we got creative. We packaged together AJ Green, Taysom Hill, and James Washington for a second, a fourth, and a fifth. Right? We're just packaging. We're packaging, 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 and we're trading off um, different stuff. Yeah, then we sent Zeke for Darnell Mooney and a late first. Um, so that was 
pretty Damn, good we really yeah. got that much for Zeke? Nice. Yeah, yeah. then, then <laughs> here, here, here's again where we're packaging again. We're trading D-Hop and Derrick Henry plus a third and Jacob Eason for Kyle Pitts, Kellen Mond, Trey Sermon, and a second, a late second. Um, so that's Trey Sermon back. really backfired on that one, but yeah, he did yeah. backfire. Um, then again, the, the like, packaging we trade Darnell Mooney and a second for a first. Um, so it looks like basically any time we went with the package strategy, we came out on top. Taylor Heineke in a third for a second. I mean, all right. Then we gave up Cam Newton, OBJ, and James Conner for Zach Wilson. Um, but then the following year we traded Zach Wilson. Um, and what did we do? I, it doesn't say cause it's the following. We traded Zach Wilson and I believe a first for Kyler Murray. Yeah. I think it was one of and seven in that 22 draft. Yeah. Well, if you put them on the block under value and try to foster a bidding war when, for example, four people hit you up to get Jacobs for a single first. Depends on how active your league is. I don't know how active this especially at this time to try and drum up, drum up a bidding war might end up backfiring and leaving. You kind of just, yeah. Holding. That, yeah. So that's what I you end up the, holding the bag. The question is, okay. So obviously Zeke has got to be part of the package. If I'm yes. going to start packaging guys together, what about Waller? Do I yeah, put Waller gone. in there? Yep. Gone. So like package I, together is Zeke Waller lock it like if maybe that yeah. package of three like here's a little contender bone like yeah, yeah fetch <laughs> <laughs> and then what do like i, just I don't trade even, all that for like a first and a second I, is, I don't even know if you get that i have no idea i have, yeah, to, I have no idea what you can what, no, you, what do we get that you said for. zeke zeke waller and lock it i feel like waller. trading that all for a single first feels kind of bad it's uh, worth, you put it in, it is, yeah, it's worth 101, uh, it says, but I don't buy it. You're not getting um, Bijan for that. No. Yeah, but, no shot. But you but, could get like a 106, 107, and like, in this instance, a Matt Corral. It's, yeah, that's what it says. I mean, if you can go even later, if you get like 110, 110 and Brandon Cooks doesn't sound bad. Um, one ten and Alan Lazard. Some. How like would you guys that. feel about like trading that for like, uh, like let's say like like a Drake London? Yes, I don't think you get that, but yeah, I wouldn't trade Drake London for that. But if yeah, it's I a competitor, think, yeah. like if you're a contender that has Drake London, or yeah, I feel like one oh nine might be a decent target for that package. I would smash trade that for Drake London, and I truly do think you could get someone who has Drake London to to give it up, like if they're. Can you show your league, Frank, the the teams in your league? Because I mean, maybe it's uh, not Drake, London, but maybe it's someone else. Um, specifically for Drake London, it's a player that didn't put up that many points per game. I think it's probably like nine, maybe ten, ten points per game from Drake London in half PPR. Not a lot. Um, you know, Kyle Pitts was also hurt for a decent amount at the end of the year, and who knows what the quarterback situation is. But then when you take a step back and you look at the underlying stuff, this team was like one of the least passing uh, teams in the NFL in the past like 20 years. Like it's ridiculous how little they passed. Um, eventually he's going to get a good quarterback. And then when you look at his market share and his target share percentage compared to basically anyone else, he's one of the top, he's one of the top tiers. So 
at some point, I just I'm banking on the Falcons putting it together. It's maybe a hopeless pick, but I'm just going to keep buying Kyle Pitts and Drake London until they retire at this point because I just I, I continually think they're getting undervalued. Um, I would would smash for that kind of package. I just think when you're holding players like this, like like a, a what, Darren Waller, like a Zeke, like a Tyler Lockett, like they're just yeah. they're only on um, What I will say, so alternate. Um, not alternate. Uh, I'll shift from like, uh, if you don't think Jake London gets it done, what about like, um, like an Olave? I think Olave is rated higher than Drake London in terms of consensus so- opinion. My only yeah, problem with trading for the for those players is that I feel like I'm paying such a premium on those 2022 receiver classes. Drake London, I don't think you are. Because I think I asked you guys where you take Drake London. London, and you guys said behind, you know, he, Luna said you're his, he's your wide receiver too in this class. Like, Gary Wilson's I don't know what you said. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying in this class, like the JSN, the Addison. The oh, Frank yeah, 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 yeah. Where, where do you have him? You have him behind JSN? Yeah, I have him at number Yeah, I think he's the JSN. smash number one in this class if he was coming out. Mm. Um, and I'm big on Quinn Johnson, but I just think he's just better. Um, so I think you're you're still getting him at a decent deal. You would be in that sense, especially if you would have him smash number one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, th- those are the type of things I would kind of look into. Oh, right, here's a trade I offered out. I thought this there, trade was kind of interesting. There are certain veterans where I'm like, maybe if I sell it like week three of next season, I can get slightly better than right now. Um, yeah, I've done that before. It's not worth it. Don't Kenny wait. Pickett. On Kenny veterans, Pickett. don't wait. Kenny Pickett and Tyler Lockett for Trey Lance a third and a fourth. Yeah, I would have loved it. Was it rejected? Oh, no, it's still out no, there. It's no, still, it's still pending out there. I would love to get that. So you're kind of rooting for Brock Purdy right now then to drive Trey Lance's value down a little more. Hey, Um, you put Lance on the trade block. I figured I'd send something out. Um, Yeah, I would definitely do that. And then I, I, the only other trade I tried to do, I tried to get a second for Romeo Dobbs, which seems to be undoable, which I was not really super surprised by. Well, people are out on Dobbs again. Yeah. Um, all right, looking at the, the trade block, it doesn't seem like a very active trade block. You have Dallas Goddard, Darius Slayton, T. Higgins. Um, hold it. on, let me, uh, let me get this window correct. Boom. We're trading live, baby. Live trades. <laughs> all right, so what do we want to do? We want to do Zeke. We can kind of combine this we with players that do you want do you want to combine this with the players that you should trade for before the nfl draft because i mean this is kind of what we're doing right here yeah sure (laughs) yeah i mean can i get you think i can get anything on top of london maybe a cheeky fourth uh you probably can't okay you know what we're out here though i'd I'd be surprised i'd be surprised if it gets accepted to be honest Really? You think so? Sparky. I wonder if Sparky agrees or disagrees with that. Um, yeah, because I just uh, how high he's rated. But I'm getting pick four ten. All right, we might as well try. Um, what are some players that you could try and trade for? All right, give me another one. We're cooking. Um, I really like Wandale Robinson. I think Wandale Robinson's a big buy. 
he's hurt. You saw his value shift downwards. Um, another one in that similar vein, like a Calvin Ridley, who's kind of just fallen off the radar. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was thinking about selling Calvin Ridley. Oh, you flipped out on Ridley. I was thinking about selling both Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk. What would be the price you're looking for? I'm looking to trade whatever it is I need to trade on top of Christian Kirk or Calvin Ridley to get my hands on one of those juicy future first-round picks. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, a future one. I just think – I don't necessarily disagree, but I think you can – you'll have an easier time trading the players that you have for uh, current players than you will picks for the most part, unless they're undervalued, like, you know, they're, they're later down the road picks or whatnot, or, or, or you trade your players at a discount. But I think you have an easier time trading for veteran players who people think their value is established. But yes, I would trade Christian Kirk for basically any first. Um, what draft pick would you trade that package for? Like, what if I was trying to get 109? What, what do you think I could get? You're talking the Waller, Zeke, and who am I missing? Waller, yeah, Zeke, and Lockett. Zeke, Waller, and Lockett. And I want to get pick 109. You're like 109 and 309. Do you think that gets done? Yeah, because I mean, who is 109 right now? Will Levis, like uh, Sean Tucker. Um, I think you're kind of underselling at that point. Really? I don't know. It's it's very hair miss with with the the team team dependent. Like, dude, does the team need a running back, a tight end, and a wide receiver kind of thing? Like an old aging. I feel like it's just a nice enough package. It's like you kind of just getting fucking whatever. Yeah. Um, all right, well, how about 107? I'd much rather try and get 107, surely. I think that's a big tear break for me. Yeah. Okay, we're cooking. Jesus Christ, this guy's quarterbacks. Look, he, this guy's got picks for days. Now he can get a whole team. Yeah, look at this. This guy was yeah. stonking. Yeah. This guy's got a good team. You think I can get anything on top of 107? Uh, scroll. You could try for a third. Oh, Maybe try for McBride. If you're ambitious, McBride. Done. All right, what else should I trade for? Any so quarterbacks? You- so you guys would rather put all those older assets into a single stud? That team has no one to fill out a roster and limited picks. It depends. It depends on the stud and stud assets. It's not like a I mean, to, 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 like to answer the question, yeah. Because, I mean, those guys, I just... Otherwise, you're going to find yourself losing value on these players. Like, they're just not going to get anything for Zeke two years from now. You're barely going to get stuff from now. You guys see him? Oh, I'm not looking at the YouTube right now. Well, we can't see the... Oh, my... I'm not what should I trade for Mac Jones? Um, I trade Kenny Pickett straight. <laughs> I think you could get I Mac Jones plus, Pickett. I think. You try trading Kenny Pickett for Trey Lance. Um, I, still, I still don't know what to fully think about Kenny Pickett. 
He's one of the most confusing dynasty assets to me. Some guys, some people are so. This guy high needs on a tight end. I'll give him Waller. What can I get back? I give him Zeke and Waller for Mac Jones. I could definitely get something back, right? Maybe like a third. Yeah. Fair. Would you look to move that stud? Um. What do you think of this? What do you think of this? Mac Jones and three hundred six for Zeke and Waller. Sure. Does that get done, or am I completely shafting this guy? And let me look at this guy's team again. What is it, 306? You said 306? 306 and Mac Jones for Zeke and Waller. I think I might wow, be... Frank. That came out, it came out fair on Keep Trade Cut. It did uh, say look, you're, you're winning by 400, so... Real quick, to answer Parker's question, I do think it depends on how the following season starts, because we see some young players who like we're all high on, but like they have like a great opening three weeks, and all of a sudden you see like their value like they're like wide receiver three or like RB two or three. And I think those are the situations where you may want to be, okay, let me capitalize off this momentum. But I mean, otherwise it's like, if you're getting like a stud who's in like their first or second year, like it's someone that you can lock into your lineup for like, depending, obviously it depends on position. If it's like a running back versus a receiver or something, um, yeah, but it's someone you can just lock in for like the next considerable amount of years. But the only situation I would kind of look to sell, it's like, if those situations were like they start off the season hot and all of a sudden they skyrocket to like a crazy value because they're young. Uh, even then, I don't know. I mean, I'm always looking to trade players. I mean, like, no, like, like for, for an example, like, like actually mm, that might be a bad example. Um, yeah, I, don't know, I just like, I, here, here's it. I guess like, cause I know you guys aren't as high on him. Like when Kenneth Walker, like jumped to like RB two or three. Yeah, but I mean, realistically, how many times are you actually getting RB2 or RB3 price for Kenneth Walker? Is, uh, at a certain I, I think you could have. I, uh, definitely you, top you, you five really? running yeah. back top, price. No, yeah. Sure. I would trade, yes. I, I get what you're saying. Which I would brings trade... me to another point, though. It, with these rookie drafts, right? Should we just be, as our orphan shitty teams, just be taking dart throws after dart throws on just running backs and value receivers wherever we can? Like, just literally just draft only receivers and running backs just to sell them when they inevitably get overhyped. It's not a terrible idea. Well, I think that's kind of what... I mean, I think that's just the same thing with anything. If you're a (laughs) rebuilding team, you just take the best player available, right? That's what you're going to do. And then you're just going to sell on when you capitalize on a player. Like, that's just the way to build value in a team. And I don't think that's necessarily a strategy of avoiding quarterbacks. Cause I think you can do the same thing with quarterbacks. Like if you were the guy that took Justin Herbert at one eleven in rookie drafts, you were able to sell him for five times that price. Like it's yeah. just, Jalen it's, hurts it's actually second. absurd. Yeah. Jalen hurts in the second. There's a whole bunch of them. So I, I think you're just as a rebuilding team, you have to use these draft picks as best, best player available. Go BPA. There's no question about it. Don't care if you have five, 10 million wide receivers and no running backs. If the best player on the board's a receiver, that's who you take. Yeah. The, the thing that I struggle with in these rebuilding leagues um, is that your draft picks are tough to move. Unless you trade for another guy's picks, and then that's how I'm getting my late thirds, all of my picks, whenever, unless it's actually a name to the pick, like a person to the pick, I'm always underselling and I can't use the, I believe our overpowered strats of pick swapping. Like I am the king of pick swaps and I feel, and you can't do it. It's you can't do it with these, 
with these early picks. It's it's you don't get the value like you can with the late ones. If I'm if I'm no. taking over a bad orphan team, I am never like unless I'm getting the craziest overpay ever trading my picks, my own picks. Certainly not two years down the road, not not next year. I'm not trading any of my picks. Um yeah, to me I, I just you're right, Frank. I don't want to just, you know, kind of reiterate exactly what you said. But what I do think is I'm willing to move around other people's picks very easily, though. I'm very willing to go liquid and just start flipping picks like it's my job. Like, I'm willing to take, say, Jelani Woods like you trade for 211. Now I'm willing to go trade that 211 for, um, he might be more expensive than this. I was going to say Wanda Robinson. But, you know, like a young receiver, right? And I'm willing to wait it out with that young receiver. Or I'm willing to package that young receiver and a third for a different player that I like even more. And I'm just going to move up the ladder that way. And that's kind of how I, I, I want to operate my team. I want to just start flipping like all of these lower tier rated players and picks. One of the things I also find tough with these orphan leagues is that I, I feel like you would think that you have more roster spots available because you're a bad team. So you don't have as many good players, but in reality, a lot of the times you're stuck with these clunky maybes. Yeah, like guys where it's like, well, like if that's on waivers you would pick up, but like they're barely making it on your roster. I'll give that's... you a perfect fucking example of a clunky maybe. Matt Ryan and Sam Darnold. Trade them both. I don't want to drop them. No, you got to move them. Even if it's for Matt, like a fourth. Matt Ryan, you might be able to uh, drop. Sam Darnold, I would see if I can get like a. I, Sam Donald's one of those players. I would see if I could like Sam Donald in a fourth for a third. Robert Tanya. Um, move. Fourth round. Just Probably fourth round picks? Just get fourths for these guys? I'm willing to, yeah, because at least a fourth is... You can then move that fourth for something else. You can trade... Robert Woods, I guess, is another one? You, you, you have capital to that fourth plus... I don't know, another higher player, like say you had Jelani Woods, now you could get 207 instead of 211 or whatnot. Like you're increasing value that way while opening a spot on your roster that could jump up in value, say if it was like an Isaiah Hodgins or something that you picked up off waivers. Because otherwise, if you just have these maybe sitting there, they're just going to sit there. Like Matt Ryan is yeah. not going to shoot up in, in capital. Like Sam Darnold might, but you're better off just trading him now for a more flashy guy you could get off waivers later on and, and you can move up in the draft or you could you know pick swap or whatever with what you get for him do you think you can get a fourth for robert woods yeah fourth yeah i think so there's some robert woods apologists out there bad mm -hmm. knee there'll be some people uh, like Tannehill will be bad tb situation yeah all that yeah yeah, yeah. All right, well, I'm going to mass off from now. Do we have anything else we want to talk about here? Um, Not really. I mean, I'm just going to quickly list off some players that I want to pick up before the draft. Those players okay. include Drake London, Deontay Johnson. Um, yes, I'll give you Deontay Johnson. Deal. Okay. Um, Rashad Bateman. I think he's coming yes. back from injury. Um, I think that's it for receivers. Running backs, I always want Jonathan Taylor. I'm going to trade for Jonathan Taylor. Um, Brees Hall, if anyone's wavered on him, but I doubt it. Rashad Penny, I always want to pick up. 
Um, but I think the quarterback situation, I think that's where you make the most. Uh, we've talked about before. Maybe we could dedicate a whole segment to it at some point. But I just think there are so many quarterbacks so undervalued right now in Lamar, Deshaun, Kyler, Trey Lance. I think all of these guys are just completely undervalued for what they provide, where Kyler Murray was looking not great and was still putting up 20 points per game, whereas, like, you know, Justin Herbert's having, like, a great year, Joe Burrow's having a great year, and they're just giving you the same amount of points and are worth way more. Like, yeah. Come on. I, I just want those kind of guys, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree on Kyler. Especially with the injury, you'll be able to get him at a discount. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's all I had to add. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Um, we shall see you next week with more rookie content, other content. We're going to be freaking pumping it out, baby. And um, yeah, thank you guys so much. Peace out. See ya. Yes, thanks, guys. thanks, everyone. Go Birds.